the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. A delegation of U.S. lawmakers visiting Taiwan just 12 days after a visit by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi angered China. Beijing responded to that visit by sending missiles and warplanes over Taiwan and warships around it. The Federal Trade Commission inviting public comment on the dangers of companies collecting data on consumers. From fitness trackers to smart home appliances, average Americans find themselves more vulnerable than ever to snooping by corporations and so-called big tech. The data collected can be used and abused in a myriad of ways, and now the FTC says it will host a virtual public forum next month on proposed new regulations on data gathering. The public is invited to sign up online for a first-come, first-served opportunity to take part in the online event it's set for on September 8th. Bob Agner reporting. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher sees more games in Washington. I don't even know the name. Is it Inflation Reduction Act? It, which is the, it, it's directly opposite. Even the Senate parliamentarian agreed it's not going to impact inflation at all. Zero. They hide behind these catchy titles trying to fool you, i.e. lie to you. That's how they play ball. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The Closer, Brad Carlson, on the way here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in Twin Cities history here on the local channels. Just is. So enjoy for today, enjoy the weather, partly sunny, 79, the expected high. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we do appreciate you tuning in. And we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So feel free to go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And I'm waving to the camera as we speak. And we'll have the live stream running right then and there. And uh, feel free to leave a comment or a question on that thread as well. Well, it is a 90, less than a 90-day sprint now to Election Day, midterm elections, 2022. Uh, Obviously, the Minnesota primary elections took place this past Tuesday, and I'll have more to say about that uh, later this hour. But let's be honest, we all know what the biggest uh, political story was of this past week. And I, like probably a lot of people who have their smartphones and get pinged whenever there is big news, breaking news, 
we learned of the FBI search, executing, uh, conducting a search warrant at the home of former President Donald Trump, of course, his Mar-a-Lago home. This was the initial report uh, from foxnews.com. Former President Trump on Monday said that his Mar-a-Lago home in Florida was under siege by a large group of FBI agents conducting a search warrant. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. After working and cooperating with irrelevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate, Trump said. It is prosecutorial misconduct, the weaponization of the justice system, and an attack by radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024, especially based on recent polls, and who will likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming midterm elections. Such an assault could only take place in broken-down third-world countries. Sadly, America has now become one of those countries, corrupt at a level not seen before, Trump said, alleging that the FBI agents broke into his safe. Well, whenever big news stories like this happen and they occur, I mean, let's be honest, everybody has their hot take prepared. And they have it prepared in light of what may be occurring. And when I first heard this, I reacted to it like I react to any any big news story. You know, particularly, say, a spree killing. Uh, it's like, well, uh, there is a uh, active shooter taking place at such and such a town in such and such a state. Uh, the active shooter is still a large standoff is taking place, whatever. And I typically reserve judgment. But unfortunately, with the pervasiveness of social media in this day and age, everybody has access to put forth their own hot take. And this has been an epidemic for years now. And I, I, you know, I, I point often to the January 2011 shooting in Tucson, Arizona of Gabby Giffords. And because it was a Democrat congresswoman, immediately the perpetrator is a Republican and he's emboldened by gun nuts with the NRA. And when inevitably the initial hot takes turn out to be completely wrong, no one ever issues a mea culpa. No one ever walks back their comments. And we just continue down the road in this cesspool of bitter partisanship. And I refuse to participate. Because I say, okay, yeah, it sounds bad. And yeah, it is unprecedented that a president has ever had his personal residence being searched. Or, you know, in this, or I should say a former president. But I'm willing to wait and see and and hear what happens. And, you know, I've been frequently critical of, of Donald Trump. And the one thing that I've learned with Donald Trump in all these years that he's been in the political spotlight, I mean, he's always been in the spotlight in some form or fashion over the past nearly four decades. But particularly since he decided to run for president, I guess it was seven years ago now when he started his 2016 campaign for president, I've learned that whatever he says, you learn to take it with a grain of salt because he has, to be charitable, only a casual relationship with the truth. That That's just a fact. And I'm not real interested in whataboutism arguments because, yeah, I, 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 I call out progressives who are the same way. I mean, this whole Inflation Reduction Act that is now being touted as a climate climate change bill, climate change mitigation bill, all right? Democrats lied about what it was trying to accomplish. Yeah, I. so you can miss me with the whataboutism because I ding all sides who have a casual relationship with the truth or not only bend it, turn it into a pretzel. So my immediate reaction was, okay, I want to hear more about what this search warrant is because 
if this search warrant was granted, it obviously had to go through the Department of Justice, specifically Attorney General Merrick Garland. He had to approve this execution of a search warrant, and, and, and obviously it had to be signed off by a federal magistrate. All those protocols have to be in place. Now, I get it. People's concerns aren't going to be assuaged when you point all that out. Because let's face it, the feds have been very selective in their enforcement of laws, depending upon the perpetrators involved. And we need to look no further than six years ago, Hillary Clinton and her emails. And she can be as arrogant and dismissive as she wants, and she's selling this merchandise, you know, like a hat that says, but her emails! You know, because people are complaining about the state of this country in the aftermath of the Donald Trump presidency, and she goes out there and says, well, I could have been president, but her emails, you know, dismissing it as a nothing burger. Well, no, it wasn't a nothing burger. In fact, FBI Director Comey, which everybody conveniently glosses over when he got up to make his statements in July of 2016, saying, look, there is sufficient evidence that there was mishandling of classified information, and this server this private server that Secretary Clinton, then Secretary of State Clinton, had installed was so she could avoid transparency so that any emails that could be you know, transpired through this server wouldn't pass under the scrutiny of her official government-issued email, and therefore she could avoid transparency and whatnot. And she insisted all she ever talked about was personal appointments, like what kind of latte preferred and her yoga appointments, yet the 33,000 emails or whatever it was contained everything but yoga yoga appointments and and what kind of latte she preferred. But uh, then FBI Director Comey said, yeah, there was mishandling of classified information, but He said they didn't go forward with any prosecution because FBI Director Comey said any reasonable prosecutor would not be able to bring a case against us. So what we learned as the time went on and then then Attorney General Garland came out and, you know, and made the comment that yeah, we were going the reason the rationale for the warrant it was to remove classified documents. And this is from uh Brittany Bernstein. She penned this uh, this was a piece on Friday uh at Nash at National Review. Law enforcement is investigating former President Donald Trump for removal or destruction of records obstruction of an investigation, and violating the Espionage Act according to the search warrant for the FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago that took place on Monday. A federal judge unsealed the search warrant for Trump's residence as well as other related documents on Friday afternoon. The Justice Department revealed earlier on Friday that Trump's lawyers would not object to the document's release. Meanwhile, a list of items removed from the property shows the FBI recovered 11 sets of classified documents during the search, including some top-secret documents that should only have been available in special government facilities. FBI agents recovered one set of documents that were labeled various classified SCI documents, meaning the documents included top-secret or sensitive compartmented information. The list also includes four sets of top-secret documents, three sets of secret documents, and three sets of confidential documents. The list did not offer any details about the subject of the documents. Well, what was interesting about that is uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, the day before, said that he personally approved the FBI search, and he said in a statement delivered from the Department of Justice that the agency, quote, does not take such a decision lightly where possible. It is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and narrowly scope any search that is undertaken, close quote. Uh, Attorney General Garland said that the DOJ has filed a motion in the Southern District of Florida to unseal the search warrant that the FBI agents used to search Trump's residence in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in this matter. Well, you see now, 
the, the problem here is that Trump fans, when uh, the former president came out and said, you know what, go ahead, release the search warrant, release the search warrant. I dare you, you know, release it because this was this was just unprecedented. This was a witch hunt, yada, yada, yada. You'll see via the search warrant. And then it was up to the Department of Justice to call the president's bluff. And if they didn't call his bluff, then that would have further stoked the rage of Trump fans saying, well, maybe they do have something to hide. What's going on here? Why won't they release the search warrant? But then if uh, A.G. Garland said, yeah, we're authorizing the release of the warrant, then if Team Trump had objected, then all of a sudden the onus uh, shifts over to Team Trump. It's like, well, well, why are they all of a sudden objecting to the release of the search warrant? And then you could ascertain, well, obviously, Donald Trump was trying to fundraise off this atrocity and use it to justify another run for president and raise money, saying we need to drain the swamp. See, we need to finish draining the swamp. I told you we need to drain the swamp during my uh, uh, presidential administration. We need to further uh, overhaul the FBI. And all of a sudden, many of the same people who were outraged over progressives saying we need to defund the police are all of a sudden saying we need to defund the FBI. Not really sure how you square that circle, but I digress. So there was just this big cat and mouse game going back and forth, and really all it did was further stoke the divide. It's like, well, the the, the president took confidential documents, and therefore the Justice Department could say, well, yeah, that's all the warrant called for. But, and I'll read a piece from Andrew McCarthy, former uh, federal attorney, Really, what he ascertained is because we are in the heat of the January 6th investigations, that they were using this as a reason to possibly, in discovery, uncover evidence related to the January 6th riots and the attempt, what uh, the J6 committee is alleging, is that Donald Trump and his cronies were attempting to overthrow the government, commit a coup in order to stop the certification of the election. We'll have a little bit more about that and take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Don't go nowhere. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hear the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. For 30 years, Robbinsdale Women's Center, known as RWC, has been the best first step for women facing an unplanned pregnancy without donors to support this mission to protect unborn life. It just wouldn't be possible. I'm here with longtime supporters Mike and Kathy. Why did you start giving to Robbinsdale Women's Center? Kathy and I wanted to support a local medical pregnancy center. Partnering with RWC truly blesses us. Why do you continue to give to Robbinsdale Women's Center? RWC has proven to be a good steward of the gifts given to them. They're debt-free and own all of their assets. Every week, five women, initially at risk of aborting their pregnancies, instead choose life. How can listeners help support the life-affirming work at Robbinsdale Women's Center? Go to rwcinfo.org. Your gift will bring hope and life. Robbinsdale Women's Center needs our help so more women can be empowered to choose life. Donate at rwcinfo.org. Your help will make a difference. rwcinfo.org. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. 
Ireland. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So thanks, as always, to Wild Wilson uh, down in Texas. Wild says, uh, giving us a glorious afternoon greetings. And good afternoon to you, too, Wild. Appreciate the support, as always. And Gary from War Road. Gary always checks in and says, hi, from War Road. Well, hello back, Gary. We uh, appreciate you gentlemen checking in each and every week. And however you all might be listening, we appreciate it as well. I do want to, uh, don't want to spend too much time in this because, obviously, this is going to probably evolve this week or it could completely disappear. But Andrew McCarthy, again, who is a uh, former uh, a federal attorney had his notions about what the search was all about. And it, this was a piece he, he penned at nationalreview.com. There's a game prosecutors play. Let's say I suspect X committed an armed robbery, but I know X is dealing drugs. So I write a search warrant application laying out my overwhelming probable cause that X has been selling small amounts of cocaine from his apartment. I don't say a word in the warrant about the robbery, but I don't have to. If the court grants me the warrant for the comparatively minor crime of cocaine distribution, the agents are then authorized to search the whole apartment. If they find robbery tools, a mask, and a gun, the law allows them to seize those items. As long as agents are conducting a legitimate search, they are authorized to seize any obviously incriminating evidence they come across. Even though the warrant was ostensibly about drug offenses, the prosecutors can use the evidence seized to charge robbery. I believe that principle is key to understand the FBI's search of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida on Monday. The ostensible justification for the search of Trump's compound is his potentially unlawful retention of government records and mishandling of classified information. The real reason is the Capitol riot. So here's the thing. You can go in there, get those records, which they retrieved, and if they don't find anything on the January 6th riots, then they have you know, the plausible deniability. Well, the search warrant laid out very clearly what we were looking for. Classified documents that were mishandled, possibly destroyed, and therefore that could lead to an obstruction of justice charge. Now, from what I understand, uh, this is kind of similar. To, you know, this, this kind of falls under the uh, Presidential Records Act, where if they're improperly handled. I mean, here's the thing. You get you get all the Trump fans saying, you know, this this is a witch hunt, this is a... Uh, this is unprecedented and whatever else. Well, it is true what the co- the common retort was. Well, no one is above the law, including the former president of the United States. And that much is true. But someone else also made the counterpoint. But no one should be beneath the law because the anti-Trumpers will then be like, well, given his behavior for four years, this is kind of karma at work here. Well, we don't work under a karma justice system. Okay, Donald Trump has every right to due process. So he's, yeah, he's not above the law, but he's not beneath it either. So that, that's a key aspect here. And so as a result, you had the Trump fans are saying, well, you know, this is a witch hunt. And then when 
when they go in there and get what the warrant spells out they were going in there to get, it's like, well, that's not, uh, you know, well, he declassified, he, he, the president himself said that he, uh, you know, those were class, that was classified items, but he de- declassified them before he left office. So it's all good. He was within his rights to, to hang on to them. Well, then you have the thing called the Presidential Records Act, where you can't remove all of the things that were in the White House during a presidential administration have to be archived. You can't remove them. Okay? Now, in the scope of if you're looking for something, the smoking gun regarding January 6th, which could bring probably imprisonment to uh, Donald Trump if there's sufficient evidence that he helped orchestrate a coup to overthrow the government as they tried to certify the election results showing him the loser of the 2020 election. Okay, they find that, then all of the other stuff, the presidential records and whatnot, that, you know, that's persona non grata. That, that pretty much goes away. Uh, and they don't, they don't care as much about that. But if they don't find anything related to January 6th, they can continue their focus on the, on the classified documents. And under the Presidential Records Act, that, there's never been any jail time for that. I mean, Sandy Berger, who worked for the Clinton administration, you know, was was caught, got caught taking records, literal records, papers out of the National Archives and stuffing him in like in his socks and his pants and whatnot. And I think he paid a nominal fine. OK, so what's going to be real interesting here is, you know, the equal application of the law. And if indeed they decide to pursue Trump based on these records that he had taken. You know, how do they approach this? And Alan Dershowitz, certainly no conservative, was asking the question, well, why couldn't this have been done by a simple subpoena? And the and A.G. Garland said, I wouldn't have executed this warrant unless it were absolutely necessary. Well, what does that mean? Why wouldn't a simple subpoena had suffice? Why couldn't that have sufficed? But he didn't take questions. OK, Garland's not a politician. OK, he's just a, just a big government bureaucrat. So he probably wouldn't have been able to been very adept at handling these questions so uh i have a lot definitely there's going to be there's a lot more questions and answers that's for sure and again members of the respective tribes are going to dig in their heels on what all this really means but uh uh, hopefully we find out more this week or if they don't find the january 6th smoking gun which andrew mccarthy uh surmises that that's what they were looking for is evidence regarding the january 6th riots um this will quietly pass off to the side and we'll find the next thing to be outraged about uh mark from st louis park is on line one mark always good to hear from you sir how are you brad again thanks for taking my call just a couple quick things i saw as constitutional lawyer on fox news said just the warrant itself based on the fourth amendment search and seizure provisions most of that should be thrown out because it's too broad Mm -hmm. that that's what that's what he was saying but i'll just tell you as a trump supporter I'll just read you a quote from Michael Horowitz on the what the Trump the Russia hoax collusion hoax. Yeah, uh, the Obama appointed Obama appointed Inspector General Michael Horowitz, 2019. We identified multiple instances in which factual assertions relied upon by the FISA applications right. were unsupported, based upon information the FBI yep. had in its possessions at the time. I don't trust the FBI as far as I could throw them, and all all the Trump supporters like myself are in my camp. Yeah. Sorry, we don't trust the FBI based on that alone. Yeah, thanks so for thanks for call, Mark. We appreciate it, and that's an excellent point because yeah, there was like I think four FISA warrants that were issued, and it was later ascertained that two of them were uh, not justifiable to be obtained. So Mark's exactly right, and there again lies another greater point. As Merrick Garland came out very indignant uh, defending the FBI. As if to say, these men and women are patriots, they work hard for their country, and I will not have their names denigrated and, and have them threatened by, uh, uh, by people and, and their rhetoric and, and the denigration of this fine institution. Well, no one is going after the field agents per se. It's the bureaucrats who, to Mark's point, uh, were allowed to get, obtain these warrants by very flimsy means, Right. That's where people are going to have questions, and that's where people are going to be skeptical, and rightly so, because it hasn't been equally applied. And to the point I was just making, we saw that Hillary Clinton, you know, a very uh, comparable situation, 
mishandled classified information. The FBI director even said as much. He just said, we just don't feel any reasonable prosecutor would take this case on. Well, if that's going to be your standard, how could you ascertain that any reasonable prosecutor would try to take on a former president of the United States for removing documents that he supposedly declassified? And I get it. It also falls under the purview of the Presidential Records Act, where you still can't take that out of the White House declassified or not. But does that escalate to jail time? Again, would any reasonable prosecutor ascertain that? It would not appear so. But again, I got more questions than answers, so hopefully we get more answers this week. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment in mere moments. Go nowhere. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, host of The Mike Gallagher Show here on WWTC, The Patriot. The tax train is coming, and if you're not protected, it can derail your retirement plans. If you currently have a 401k or IRA, Uncle Sam could take a big bite out of your retirement savings unnecessarily. David McKnight, retirement strategist, author of the national best-selling book, The Power of Zero, and host of The Power of Zero radio show, can help you dramatically reduce or even eliminate taxes in retirement. You've earned it. You've saved it. Now protect it by going to thepowerofzeroshow.com or by calling 844-574-1400. His strategies have helped thousands of Americans get on the road to the 0% tax bracket in retirement. Think you can't protect your savings from runaway government spending and taxes? Think again. A solid plan could save you hundreds of thousands in retirement. Book your personalized session today with David. Call 844-574-1400 or online, thepowerofzeroshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through POZ Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the people. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Gorka's thoughts on midterms. I'm waiting for the mostly peaceful protest to break out again. The playbook is always the same, isn't it? It always is. But do you really think this will be the platform for the Democrats? Because it's hard to think of what they can point at in the last 15 months that is something to be proud of. Joe Biden sent out a tweet and he was talking about how bad the economy was when he took over and because of him and his policies that we now have the most, in quotes, robust recovery ever in American history, never mind the almost 10% inflation, 6 $7 gas in a lot of parts of the country, supply chain breakages all over the place. And this guy's on Twitter literally talking about how great it all is. Simply visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for the topics that matter most to you. Hey, welcome back. AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag NARNShow for comments or questions. And you can also check us out on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And we do have the live stream up and running as I speak. So check us out there. Feel free to leave a comment or question. Uh, We want to pivot now to some local news, uh, specifically Minnesota Primary Day that took place this last Tuesday. Uh, I kind of previewed a little bit about Primary Day. Uh, Nothing 
real competitive as far as Republican primaries, I ascertain that Republicans would successfully defend all of their uh, endorsed candidates, so the statewide endorsed candidates. And sure enough, uh, the, in the gubernatorial race, Scott Jensen, he had a couple of primary challengers, but really nobody of consequence. So Scott Jensen easily wins the gubernatorial primary for the Republicans, and that matchup is official. It will be Dr. Scott Jensen uh, facing incumbent Democrat Governor Tim Walls this fall. Uh, Secretary of State, I know Kim Crockett had a primary opponent, but again, Kim Crockett, the endorsed candidate, uh, wins easily. Uh, Ryan Wilson for auditor, he ran unopposed in the Republican primary, so he easily moves on to the general election. The only statewide race on the Republican side, which had even a scintilla of mystery, was the attorney general race. Jim Schultz was the endorsed candidate for attorney general, much to the chagrin of Doug Wardlow, who was the candidate in 2018, the attorney general candidate in 2018, losing to Keith Ellison. Uh, Wardlow was uh, so taken aback that he lost the endorsement in 2022 that he decided to go back on his word of abiding by the endorsement and jump into the primary, citing that we need to overcome the swamp. Uh, The swamp overwhelmed uh, at the uh, convention, and they put Jim Schultz as the endorsed candidate. Never mind that the majority of convention goers at the Republican Party of Minnesota convention in mid-May, were first-time attend, uh, convention attendees. And Jim Schultz has never run for elected office. But yet we're supposed to believe this is all the, the hands of the swamp that's putting forth Jim Schultz. Uh, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I, you know, I, again, I met Doug numerous occasions in 2018 when he was running for attorney general, uh, wholeheartedly and enthusiastically supported his campaign in 2018. And it was a difficult year, uh, Democrat wave year. But Keith Ellison, nevertheless, uh, was a flawed candidate to begin with statewide and then throw on top of it some uh, domestic abuse allegations, which uh, the Democrats seemingly all of a sudden it wasn't to believe all women when it came to one of their own that had domestic abuse allegations levied against them. Nevertheless, Doug Wardlow lost to Keith Ellison, yet his big campaign strategy during the primary was, I'm the only candidate who can defeat Keith Ellison. Doug, you're literally the only candidate who lost to Keith Ellison. I'm not understanding your rationale here. So I was very disappointed that Doug went ahead with this. And here's here's the thing that uh, people were, uh, well, by the way, Jim Schultz ended up emerging victorious for the record by like 20 points. So there was some minor uh, uh, attention paid to this race. Could Doug War- Did Doug Wardlow have enough? Well, he really didn't. I mean, his closest confidants uh, you know, that he had in 2018 were not on board with his uh, 2022 primary race. So he was pretty much on his own. And it was very clear he was trying to paint himself as the pro-Trump candidate. I'm sorry, Donald Trump uh, lost Minnesota twice. So how you think that that was going to play uh, in this state, I I have no idea. Republican primary, maybe, but statewide, that was a non-starter. And yet Doug touted himself as the only America First candidate, drained the swamp. He appeared on Steve Bannon's podcast. He touted an endorsement from General Michael Flynn. Uh, You know, it, it just was one resounding blunder after the other and oh yeah his boss at his day job mike lindell uh we all know about mike lindell okay god love mike lindell terrific story and i always have a tremendous heart for his story and what he overcame to become a successful businessman but then to go out there and tout these kooky conspiracy theories about the 2020 election it was just a bridge too far so uh regardless doug is uh defeated Uh, by 20 points. But here's the thing that people really lamented about Wardlow's candidacy. Had he not got got in the race, Jim Schultz, I I know there was one other Republican primary opponent, but it was someone so insignificant that it wouldn't have really mattered. So say for hypothetically, for hypothetical purposes, that Doug Wardlow did not run in a primary. This could have 
had a significant impact on the on Ilhan Omar's race to be the Democrat candidate for her congressional seat. How, what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, let me let me talk a little bit about that race. Ilhan Omar had another very serious primary challenger. She had a well-funded primary challenger on the DFL side back in 2020, Anton Melton Mukes, who raised a lot of money, but ultimately lost by double digits. It was relatively close. I mean, it was closer than it should be for an incumbent congresswoman, but but, but because Ilhan Omar is such uh, a awful demagogue, anti-Semite that people in her district were getting fed up with it. Not enough in 2020, but it was almost enough this year, in 2022. A former Minneapolis City Councilman, Don Samuels, actually put up a significant challenge against Ilhan Omar because Ilhan was real big in not only defunding the police but abolishing the police force altogether. And Don Samuels, uh, you know, as my friend and colleague Mitch Berg has said on these airwaves, Sounded downright Barry Goldwater-ish when it came to law and order, okay? And he drew a very clear distinction. And given the fact that Don Samuels has a gravitas with Minneapolis voters, served on the Minneapolis City Council, and the city of Minneapolis voted overwhelmingly to not defund the police this just this past November, that gave Don Samuels the end to run a very credible campaign, and he ended up losing by just over 2%. Ilhan Omar got 50.35% of the vote, barely a majority of DFL primary voters, whereas Don Samuels got 48.2%. That translated to 2,466 votes. Now, how does Doug Wardlow running in a GOP primary for attorney general factor into this? Well, it's pretty simple. If Wardlow had not gone on it back on his word, and didn't ab- and thus not abide by the endorsement. Uh, many of the usual GOP voters, because there are some Republicans in CD five, would they have even bothered to vote in the GOP primary? Because remember, when you go to a primary in Minnesota, it's an open primary, but you have to vote along party lines. So if you're a Repu- normally vote Republican, but you want to vote for a palatable DFLer because you live in a DFL district like CD five. You have to vote for all DFL offices. Or if any for any you can you can abstain from voting for other DFL offices, but if you choose to vote for DFL, you have to vote for all DFLers. Okay? Well, how many Republicans would have crossed over and voted for Don Samuels to defeat Ilhan Omar, knowing full well that Don Samuels thus would be elected in November? Because it's like, okay, we're going to get a Democrat in this district anyways. This is a D plus 22 district in the 5th Congressional District. We're going to get a Democrat. So why would we not want to put forth the most palatable Democrat candidate? And in this case, Don Samuels is orders of magnitude more preferable than Ilhan Omar. Is he going to be a reliable progressive vote for House Democrats? Of course he will be. But he's not going to cause the embarrassment to the constituents of CD5. And he's not going to be a rabid anti-Semite. Okay? That would seem to be important. So my point is, there would have been enough Republicans that would have crossed over and voted for Don Samuels and defeat Ilhan Omar. But because Doug Wardlow was running for attorney general, you know, Republican voters wanted nothing to do with him because they want to win a statewide race. So obviously Republican voters in CD5 a lot, enough of them had to turn out and vote for Republican Attorney General. So how the numbers broke out, 10,000 votes were cast in the Republican Attorney General race. All right? That's well more than the 2,466 votes that Ilhan Omar won by over Don Samuels. So what? break it down here. If those 10,000 votes that were cast in the attorney general race say, let's just do some quick math. Let's say 8,000 decide, you know, say Jim Schultz didn't have a primary opponent. Let's say of the 10,000, let's be conservative and say 8,000 decide, you know what? There's no reason to vote in the attorney general's race or on the Republican ticket at all because all the endorsed candidates are going to win handily. So let's 
cross over, vote in the DFL primary, and ensure that Ilhan Omar is defeated. So if 8,000 would have voted in the DFL primary, that means 6,000, or let's say 70, um, let me do do the math here. Let's say 6,500 would have voted for, you know, Don Samuels, or of those 8,000, you know, what, 90%, let's say that would be 7,000 votes would have voted for Don Samuels, putting him easily over the top. I mean, heck, Doug Wardlow himself got 3,500 votes in CD5. Those 3,500 votes could have gone to Don Samuels had Wardlow not bothered to run in the primary. So, I mean, again, had Wardlow not run, it's not hard to imagine there would have been enough there to put Samuels over the top. So, and and someone pointed this out on Twitter, because Doug Wardlow lost, because he was the candidate put forth in 2018, he was a flawed candidate to be sure, but he still had a legit shot to beat Keith Ellison, and Doug Wardlow is right on one point. He got the most votes of any Republican in history to run in a statewide race, but the problem is, it was against Keith Ellison, who you still couldn't beat. The only reason you got so many votes is because people didn't want Keith Ellison. So it wasn't so much pro-Wardlow pro as much as it was anti-Ellison. But nevertheless, Wardlow in 2018 managed to extend the political career of Keith Ellison. And because he ran in a GOP primary for attorney general, he extended the career of Ilhan Omar as well. So... For whatever Doug Wardlow does from here forward, he has on his resume that he extended the political careers of Keith Ellison and Ilhan Omar. Heck of a job, Doug. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. I hope to be there by the morning And see this pine and I'll transform AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. The Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club is ready for you. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the open to the public Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club. If you like sporting clays, they have the best courses in the Midwest right here in Briar Lake. Grab lunch or dinner in the casual but elegant Triggers Bar and Restaurant. Triggers All-You-Can-Eat Sunday Brunch is phenomenal. Do a date night with dueling pianos or live music. Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club is a great place for weddings or company events. Go to horseandhunt.com to find out more. That's horseandhunt.com. If you were lied to and buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that timeshare was a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. 
The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. Hi, I'm Anthony Commerce with Commerce Water. Let us build you a long-lasting, high-efficiency water softener. If you contact us now, you'll get $400 off our new wet technology water softener. Do it right the first time. Contact Commerce.com. Welcome back. I'm the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for comments or questions. And don't forget we have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So feel free to leave a comment or question there as well. Uh, Talking about the Minnesota primary races that took place this past Monday, Again, not a lot of surprises. There were some intriguing races, uh, you know, ones to kind of keep an eye upon. Again, the Republican Party of Minnesota successfully defended all its endorsed statewide candidates. Like I say, there wasn't much doubt outside of the uh, AG race, which turned out to be not very close as well. Uh, Jim Schultz moves on uh, with uh, nearly, uh, I think I said it was 20-point margin. It was just shy of about 18 points. But it was a decisive victory Nonetheless, and like I say, because Wardlow decided to get in the GOP primary, uh, that forced some Republicans in CD5 to um, to obviously vote in the GOP race when most of them would have crossed over and maybe voted for Don Samuels to oust Ilhan Omar. Because that's what happened back in, it was 2018 when Ilhan Omar, the first time she ran uh, for uh, Congress, I know for a fact, I, I have some friends in, in Congressional District 5. There were some friends of mine you know, rep, who typically vote Republican who crossed over and voted in the DFL primary for Margaret Anderson Kelleher. She was a former Speaker of the Minnesota House. A very moderate DFL, well, moderate DFLer in, in, relative to Ilhan Omar, uh, I guess. Uh, that, you know, that's uh, very relative, but nevertheless, uh, it, it does happen. And you know what? I, I saw some DFLers on Twitter openly cam, complaining about that. How dare you even think of crossing over and trying to vote in our primary? It's our party. We should be able to pick the candidate we want. It's like, well, hello, uh, in a D-plus-22 district, you're guaranteed to have a Democrat elected in the general election. So the only voice that Republicans can have is to give them, is to put forth the most palatable Democrat there is, if there is such a thing in this day and age. And, uh, you know, some people like to subscribe to the lesser of two evils, ill, whatever. If that's your preference, fine. But that's how we operate in an open primary state. So if you don't like it, well, then maybe you should uh, try to advocate for uh, being a closed primary party registration then. But if you live in, you know, uh, my friend Jeff Kolb calls it a dead dog district, meaning where a dead dog could run as a Democrat and still win that uh, you know, obviously Republicans aren't typically going to have a voice in the general. So they realize whomever that wins the DFL primary is going to win the general election. And it pains me to no end to say that because C.C. Davis is a phenomenal Republican candidate. She's the endorsed Republican candidate in Minnesota's 5th Congressional District. Definitely we need to have her voice somewhere as an elected official. And it breaks my heart to say this, but CD5 is not it. God love her. I love C.C. Davis, and it's just a powerhouse phenomenal we've had her on these airwaves many times i don't see it i don't see it i mean i'm i will be the first to admit i was wrong 
if indeed she pulls the upset of the century, because this would be an upset of that magnitude if a Republican can win the 5th Congressional District. And she can come on these airways in the aftermath and jump on the table and point her finger in my face, say, I told you so, I told you so, you doubted me, and I will take all that rhetorical punishment that she can uh, dole out. But God love her, I just don't see it happening. So there we have it. I do want to get to a couple other quick races real quick. Uh, Whether or not the Republicans gain the majority back in the Minnesota House, and they only need to flip four seats, and in this environment you would think they'd be able to do it, but we shall see. We can at least take heart in the fact DFLers Tinky Winky, i.e. Ryan Winkler, the current House Majority Leader, and John Thompson will not be returning. Of course, Ryan Winkler, he was the guy who once made a racist remark about uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, calling him an Uncle Thomas, and he flipped off a sitting Minnesota senator. It was actually Scott Jensen. When Scott Jensen was having a press conference about insulin legislation they passed, Ryan Winkler was caught on camera in the background flipping him off. And then there was the time where he falsely accused a truck driver of being a white supremacist. You remember that? Where the truck driver didn't realize that Black Lives Matter protests were shutting down 35W and he blew through the barricades. Uh, Ryan Winkler took to Twitter saying, you know, protesters I know are saying the truck driver drove into a crowd and intentionally ran into them. Uh, Confederate flags and white supremacists. He had Confederate flags and white supremacist insignia. Protesters stopped the truck, and Minneapolis police have shut down the bridge. None of that was true. He did not intentionally run into the crowd, and there were no Confederate flags or white supremacist insignia anywhere on there. But he ran with it. And yet, he was still, Ryan Winkler was still reelected to his House seat and was made House Majority Leader in 2018. Uh, well, he was already House Majority Leader in 2018. So, uh, Ryan Winkler is gone, and uh, John Thompson, who represents the east side of St. Paul, or is it Wisconsin? I can't remember. Uh, He was the one who, uh, just after he became the Democrat nominee in his House district in 2020, he and some Black Lives Matter Minnesota members went up to the Hugo, Minnesota home of Bob Kroll and his wife, Liz Collin. Bob Kroll was the head of the Minneapolis Police Department's union, and Liz Kroll was a WCCO-TV reporter. They stood in their driveway beat pinatas in effigy of Bob Kroll and his wife Liz Collins, screamed obscenities at neighbors and calling Bob Kroll an MF racist and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, John Thompson uh, was edged out in his DFL primary by 78 points. And uh, Liz Collins put out a tweet replying to that story about that and said, hmm, a pinata just might be in store to celebrate. So... Ultimate mic drop there for Liz Collin. I absolutely love it. Folks, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in a few. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. International travel is open again. So now is the perfect time for that trip to Israel, the trip of a lifetime. A trip to the Holy Land will bring you face-to-face with one of the most fascinating countries on earth, more than just a vacation. This meaningful trip is your opportunity to enjoy the freedom to travel again. Walking the ancient streets of Jerusalem where Jesus walked, sailing the Sea of Galilee, and floating in the mineral-rich Dead Sea with its healing and rejuvenating power. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza, along with our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, personally invite you to experience Israel with them this November. To book your trip to Israel, Log on to StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to secure your spot. Call today, 855-565-5519. Summertime! Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? 
Anyone? Too often, digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced. It's time for Salem Surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center. Our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations. Salem Surround is obsessed with your success. No cookie cutter treatments here. Everything is tailored to you, your company, and your message. With Salem Surround, you get it all. From up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Stone Arch Bridge, the St. Paul Skyline, Gooseberry Falls. You can own one of hundreds of iconic Minnesota images captured by award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for half the regular price. You'll get a signed 36-inch print of your choice for your home, office, or to give as a gift. Normally $500, yours for only $250. Only five of these special print offers are available. So call the station at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413. AM 1280, The Patriot is... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.